Okay. Uh, I noticed that you have a link here on your website for the American Atheists. Yeah. Are you yeah. an atheist? Yeah, I, I got into the atheism, atheism, oh man, like way back in the late 80s, um, I started identifying myself as an atheist. There's nothing that we can do really to protect them. He was banned from TriMet, and he left Portland last fall, but self-proclaimed pedophile Jack McClellan says he's back, and he's here to stay. On his website, McClellan says he's hopping from festival to festival looking for little girls. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a wonderful day out there. If you would like to join the broadcast, all you have to do is go to my website and you can uh, simply become a part of my Facebook group. And I post a link out to all the members and friends and family out there who may want to participate in the conversation. You can also email me directly. And if you just post your YouTube channel in your email as well as your Facebook, so I can see that you're not just someone who's wanting to come in for a little while to aggravate or troll, but I can see that you're an actual person who wants to have a conversation, that would get you into the room. Now, just because I'm a Christian, and just because some of my YouTube channel is filled with the crimes and history and nastiness of what atheists have done to this world, this does not mean that I'm against the idea of having a conversation with non-believers. In fact, a lot of Christians, we have this thing where not only do we like to talk in churches, but we're more than willing to go inside of prisons and talk to atheists that have basically uh, forfeited their freedom and all that. So we don't mind all those kind of uh, conversations, no matter what your background is, providing that you're able to have a conversation without being aggressive and nasty and all that kind of stuff. So there's that. What is this? Let me, uh, what is this all about? Now, I didn't know that that, uh, like to do that kind of thing. Let me get rid of that. Okay. Let's see what this person says. Brett Keen is definitely my all-time favorite YouTuber, even back in the old days. Now, that's really weird, ladies and gentlemen, because there's over millions of YouTubers out there. And this person says that for all this time, all these many years, he loves me over all the people on YouTube. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I would have went with Fred myself, but that's cool. That's cool. He calls himself the DJ Strangler, so I have a strangler who loves me. Hopefully, he doesn't have any motive or intention of strangling me. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, you are more than welcome to post, and whatever you say to me will actually show up on the right side. I have sent the link over to a couple people already. Let me take a look and see if I've got some more emails in my inbox from people. Yeah, it looks like quite a bit. Looks like they just need the opportunity or time to to simply click the link and come on in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's take that off the screen. We're going to go ahead and put back on these captions to show people how to uh, get in.
there we go. So I guess let's uh, talk a little bit about some things. I got a uh, comment recently from a guy named Atheist Jr. As some of you out there may know, uh, I have set up a debate Friday, 7 p.m. This Friday, 7 p.m. Central for um, Atheist Jr. and Ken Tovin. Ken Tovin enjoys talking about evolution. In the title of the scheduled debate, it states that not only would they debate evolution, but also debate objective morality. But Mr. Atheist Jr. seems to be a bit bothered by this argument or discussion, debate. He says, I never agreed to that topic. We didn't even discuss a topic yet. Why would I have to give evidence about objective morality? I don't even hold that position. So basically what he is stating is that he doesn't believe that objective morality is even true. It's not real. Most atheists would tell you that. They'd say, oh, I don't believe that there's any foundation for morality. I uh, was talking to my wife about this, and she's still kind of hazy whenever it comes to what subjective and objective means. And me and her had a conversation out on the deck about this while smoking a cigarette. What objective reality as well as morality is, is something that is true whether human emotions or feelings are involved, something that is a reality. Like, for instance, if I say it is true, it is a fact that oceans do exist, well, that is objectively true. Whether you exist or not, oceans are real, they are true. A lot of Christians and people of many different faiths believe that their God or their gods wired it into us to have morality. Strangely enough, I find it unusual that atheists would argue that there isn't no wired form of morality, being that, um, according to evolution, morality is wired into us. So I don't know why an atheist wouldn't even attempt to try to go the evolutionary way. Perhaps it's because they can't even prove the existence of evolution in the first place. Sure, they can give us cartoons and animations and Disney films and MCU and Incredible Hawk, David Banner, radiation nonsense and cartoons out the wazoo, but they can't actually give any scientific evidence. Sure, if you look in a science book, it'll say evolution is true and this is what we believe and this is a theory. But the same can be said about the Big Bang Theory, for instance. You hear a lot of non-believers who try to misconstrue what a theory is. They'll say something to the effect of, well, the Big Bang, it's proven. But how is it proven exactly? No one has actually observed it happening they say that the reason why the Big Bang happened is because they claim to be able to see different forms of radiation in the universe. But just recently, in the last couple of years, there was a, uh, just within the last few months, there was a huge explosion that happened out in space. It's uh, one of the most phenomenal explosions that scientists have ever observed. And the explosion is so vast and so expansive, it almost takes up the entire area of our observation on this. So being that the universe has all kinds of chaos and disorder and nastiness in it, you would think to yourself that, well, how would we be able to differentiate between any other explosion or anything else that takes up our peripheral? Mr. Adam Lohr, if you would like to be able to uh, come into the room, all you have to do is email me and I'll send you a link 
unless you have a Facebook page, and then you can add me that way. But the point is, is that we can't observe the singularity, and we sure can't observe the concept that Lawrence Cross talks about, where everything came from nothing. We're not able to time travel trillions of billions of years back during the inflation and all this to be able to see any of this happen. I've got a friend out there who's an atheist by the name of Adam Lohr who's been studying and researching the universe for the longest time. And he has a serious problem with a lot of the modern day claims of how the universe works. Yet the Big Bang is called a theory. Some people think it's odd. Why would anybody question something if it's considered a scientific theory or they consider this or that? Well, that's the entire point of science, isn't it? For people to question. I notice a lot of atheists make a false assertion or a straw man. They say that Christians, they don't like science, but they disrespect it. This is untrue. 95% of the scientists throughout time who accept... um, Science have also created the scientific method. We've created art. We've created music, languages. We've created the education institutions, the systems behind it. A great deal of revolutionized inventions and things that uh, constitute our world right now were created by Christians, as well as people of other faith who believe in God or many gods or whatever the case might be. So we've always loved science. But evolution is making an extraordinary claim. It's saying that we evolved from other species. And we don't have a whole lot of transitional uh, fossils on this. They claim that they found Lucy, but Lucy's been argued about for years. Some people believe it's been refuted. Some people believe it's debunked. And it only seems as though there's a handful of non-believers out there who seem to argue for something that has so many discrepancies and flaws to it. We know for a fact that whenever they put Lucy up in display, that they actually put a lot of wooden and material bones that were not, that did not come with the original display of Lucy. Like, for instance, they made it appear as though she had human feet. She did not. They made it appear as though there was a, that she had a pelvis that was like that of a human but they actually molded and screwed with all kinds of things and also added material that isn't even bone itself in order to give off a false deal. Let's see. Adam Laura says, thanks, Brett. My computer crashed. I'll try to come in and get it working. Okay, that's fair enough. Then we'll try to do that. I don't know why it is that big DLive team shows up. I'm probably going to end up disconnecting from DLive. I did not give it permission to post advertisements on my chat. I'm trying to pay attention to people out there who are actually talking. Let me check my email, see if there's anybody that wants to come in that wants to have a conversation. So back to Mr. Atheist Jr. here. Now, Atheist Jr., he says that he doesn't like the idea of talking about objective morality. And I get that. But believe it or not, there are some atheists, Adam Lohr, another one, who actually is convinced that you could make an argument for objective morality from the atheist worldview. And I have found a couple eccentric atheists out there who will try to argue for things that are very challenging and difficult. And I actually respect that. I actually respect when atheists try to think outside the box just as much as I like the idea of Christians and people of faith thinking outside the box. 
Ah, sounds like somebody's in my room. Ah, is that Mr. Vaughn? Hey, Vaughn, how you doing there, handsome fellow? Vaughn, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, am I I on? I said, hey, handsome. I guess you ain't heard a nice compliment in a long time. No, I haven't, actually. (laughs) You figured, oh, damn, what's that all about? Yeah, what's that all about? Are you trying to trick me, man? What's up, dude? I hear you there. But, uh, but yeah, man, no, uh, I I didn't know I was on yet. I thought I was still back in the... You thought you were in the back? I thought I was, you know, off offline yet. Oh, Oh. anyway, I'm here. Well, I, I was talking a little bit about this atheist who is uh, hopefully going to be going into a debate with Kent Hogan 7 p.m. Friday. I don't know what that dingly noise is in the background, but he said uh, he said something to the effect of he didn't say he wanted to discuss that topic. Well, Atheist Jr., to be fair, I actually went over to your channel while you were live streaming and tried to talk to you and have a conversation about you having a discussion with Kent Hovind. You've made an entire YouTube channel trying to drag the man through the mud, and I've given you the opportunity to be able to debate him on evolution and science. You, instead of telling me exactly what you wanted to debate him about, chose to do ad homs towards Kent Hovind, as well as your buddies and your thug group, okay? And then you went ahead while I was trying to say, what do we want to talk about? What do we want to discuss? You then went on to insulting me and trying to antagonize me and pull me into your little group thing so you and uh, uh, several other people could throw pop shots at me. So if you'd like to come in now in a conversation built upon adults who like to have normal, serious conversations, I'll be more than happy to welcome you in and we can chat about it. But I'm not stupid. I'm not some fool that's just going to walk into a den of vipers and wolves and uh, be uh, mistreated or abused. To hell with that nonsense. So, yeah. Let's see what we got. Adam Lore says, let's put him up on the screen. He says, almost everything we see is a reconstruction smoothed out with most bones added based upon guessing He also says that's common practice to display a full modeled skeleton reconstruction based on only a few bones. Well, that's exactly the point, Adam. You can can clearly see, because you're an intelligent person who doesn't have an agenda, you can understand why some people would question that. You pick up a few little fragments of bones out there and then decide to construct an entire model around it. Well, people are going to say, oh, so you're just kind of making this shit up as you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's exactly your thought, right. Bon? That's exactly right. Um, you know, there there was actually um, I, I wish I could remember what the website was, but it, there was a science website that was actually um, that was actually refuting macroevolution because of just that very reason. Uh, they would take a few bone, a few dinosaur bones, slap them together, and call it done. And and you know this website's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That first of all, that's not that's not how science works. And number two, it's 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 just you know they're making it up. They're making it up as they go along. You know it. You know it used to when I was growing up, uh, rep, uh, 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 dinosaurs were reptiles. Now they're now they're doing the funky chicken, and so it's just ridiculous. You know, it's, they're making it up. They're literally making it up as they go along. Can you, you know, explain we, to the audience out there what the funky chicken means? I know what you're talking about, but elaborate <laughs> on the funky chicken. 
All right. Well, what? Well, back in the 1950s, there was a there was a dance called the Funky Chicken, and I believe I believe in the 60s there was even a song called the Funky Chicken. But the thing of it is, is that what I mean by the Funky Chicken is that uh, you know, for some strange as yet unexplained reason, uh, all the dinosaurs went from cold-blooded reptiles to warm-blooded birds. And I'm like, now wait a minute. How in the world does that work? Because it just makes no sense. But, uh, you know, because you can't you can't have a transition like that. Not you can't have that radical of a transition. No way. You know, now they say, well, it happens billions and billions of years. I don't care if it I don't care if it is. It's still a too radical of a transition to go from a cold blooded creature to a warm blooded one. Um, and, and not only that, but we already have we already have an, a, a, a prehistoric bird. It's called the Australopithecus, or however the hell you say it. All right, so we already got a, a prehistoric bird. Okay, so it's not a bird; it's a reptile. Just like we just like we said back in the six, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, it's a reptile. It's not a bird. But see now, now they're saying no, no, no. They're birds. They're birds. They're birds. And you know, uh, this one website even tried to claim the T Rex is a is a chicken, and that's where I got the funky chicken thing from because they're literally they're literally saying that T Rex is a chicken. Well, the ancestor of one, which is just the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my life. But, you know, like I said, uh, I was into dinosaurs before dinosaurs were cool. And now dinosaurs are no longer cool because they're not dinosaurs anymore. Well, what does dinosaur mean? The word dinosaur, folks, means terrible lizard. Okay, that's what it means. Terrible lizard. That's what the word dinosaur means. It does not mean bird or chicken. Okay, it means terrible lizard. That's what the word dinosaur means. So they've lost their ever-loving fucking minds, and I don't think they'll ever get them back again. I just don't. I don't think they'll ever get them back again. Sorry. Um, they've lost their minds, and they're gone. And um, like I said, macroevolution is bullshit. It will always be bullshit. And the dinosaurs is part of that proof uh, because they just, they, like I said, they they just make shit up as they go along. They don't care. They don't care about it's not real science, okay? It's just not real science at all. Hey, Big Jer, how you doing? Welcome to the room. I got you up there. Um, you've been, uh, you uh, have, whoa, it sounds like you got a buzzer or something going on back there. Are you, somebody shaving? No, no, that's odd uh, why there'd be any noise. Um, hmm. I got a good microphone, that's for sure. Um, still buzzing? No, you're doing good now. It sounded like somebody was just hacking away at their kneecaps or something. It was pretty rough. So you, uh, just to get off of evolution a little bit, you have recently started up a YouTube channel. And what is some of the kind of content that you've been posting up there? What's your interest? hope you don't mind me putting you on the spot like that. I love aggravating people. Hey, you know, I've been a pastor for 35 years. I'm used to being on the spot. <laughs> um well, one of the things that I have done is uh, I started doing some Bible studies through the church. And um, uh, Liberty Senator Wesleyan Church is the um, name of it. And um, if you type that, type that in on Facebook, you'll, you'll, find, uh, you'll find it on Facebook. And I've got links there that goes to the YouTube channel. But uh, I've started a study in uh, 1 Timothy. And uh, I uh, also, the other one, my personal one, and it's just Jerry Steen. Um, I've been having fun with telemarketers. 
I just turned 65 not too long ago, and they have been harassing me for several months. And so um, I've been trying to do different things just to kind of, you know, harass them since they're harassing me. And uh, one of the things I started doing just the other day, I was thinking, what can I really do? Um, you know, nothing seems to work to get them to stop calling. So I might as well, you know, try to do something that might be a witness to them. So I start singing to them. And um, I have a couple of those up, um, you know, where I was, I started singing to them. And I have one, you know, one in particular, just totally, completely um, off the hook, didn't know what to do. And um, just, he was speechless by it. And, um, you know, just some others. So I've, I've been having a little bit of fun with that. And I think it's been a good, uh, it's been a good project, uh, taking uh, lemons and making lemonade with it. But right now, that's what I've been doing lately. But uh, I try to do Bible studies for the most part in the, um, uh, as far as for the church goes. Uh, I had a request from our um, lady about uh, doing First Timothy. There's some controversial stuff in there. And uh, of course, you know, <laughs> You just, uh, you know, everybody likes the controversial stuff, that's for sure. So when it comes to the concept of, like, evolution and all that, do you believe in a literal um, a creation account of Adam and Eve being created from the dust? I personally do. I do personally believe that God created man and woman like that. But I am interested in hearing what other people's interpretation of the story is. Um, I too believe in the literal, uh, in literally what the Bible says. I've had no issues with it. Actually, way back when, uh, this was, um, uh, I'm just looking at the, I just got a feed about bad connections or something. But um, back in the 80s, uh, after I'd committed my life to Christ, I recognized that I was holding on to this evolution that evolution theory but was um you know it just didn't really mesh with what i believed and so i started doing some searching um back in that day you had to go to the library and you had to look up and read books and periodicals and so i spent a lot of time doing some digging and researching to try to find out uh, what the truth was, and it's a lot harder to get than 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 back then than it was today. You know, today you've got the internet, and as long as you have a good source, it, it's very helpful, uh, very helpful that way. Um, but uh, it was it was interesting um, as I was doing my research. One of the one of the magazines, and some of you may be familiar with it. Uh, it was a magazine called The Humanist. And uh, back in the 80s, that was a big uh, anti-God type uh, um, periodical that they had. And there was, a, there was one article. I thought it was hilarious. Um, Noah couldn't have built the ark with the size of the ark that it was, with the old uh, tools that they had back then. It would have taken them 100 years to do it. Now, if you know your Bible, you know how funny that is. Yeah. yeah, because it pretty much gives you a time period that there was a while. It wasn't like somebody just snapped their finger and said, magic of a drama. <laughs> it was 100 to 100, 125 years, approximately. 
Um, I, you know, some say it's 125, some say it's 100. But uh, yeah, it took them 100 years to build the ark. Just what? Guess what? They just proved it. You know, <laughs> they, they proved that the Bible was right while they were trying to disprove it. And uh, I saw a lot of that irony back then. Um, but um, I, I, I had a book. In fact, it's over here in my ancient library called The Genesis Flood. Loved it. Um, it was a really good book, and it really helped to settle a lot of things in my heart and mind. Um, and um, one of my bucket lists is to go out to the Grand Canyon. You know why? Because there is such evidence of a worldwide flood there. And um, it was soft sediment over a short period of time where it got washed away, not billions of years. And I want to see that in person. Um, I've been watching a couple of different videos on that issue, uh, talking about it. And, um, you know, I just, I want to go out there. That's my one bucket list item that I have before, before I pass away. It's the one bucket list item. I want to go out to the Grand Canyon and I want to see what that looks like in person. Cause I am amazed every time I see it, um, I did a, a thing on the flood uh, um, in the, on, and it was a live Facebook where um, I looked at some of those um, places in Utah where he actually created a um, little bridge and you could see the sediment was like this and it was washed away and it kind of weakened a little bit and, and they, and it kind of connected up because the, the, the strata went crossways across it. So it's just like, it's like, wow, that's amazing. And I just want to see it in person. Um, so um, I have a lot of background when it comes to the evolution thing. Um, I was involved in some of the, remember the email lists that you could get involved in, in discussions. Um, and uh, I was involved. Boy, in a lot group. of old school stuff, my friend. Oh, yeah. I go back a little ways. I, I've, I've pastored for 30, 37 years now. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was on the email list about the evolutionary evolution creation debate. And uh, so I go back a long way. But uh, when it comes to doing live like this, uh, Brent, I really appreciate the fact that you're you're bringing some common sense to it. And uh, that's probably why you don't see a lot of other evolution people here because what they like to do is to really get things amped up and and they want to try uh, to uh, kind of be derogatory in their approach and um it seems like you know they they want to they want to they want to do things that violate our standard of living um like in arguing and getting upset and I just, I, I stepped that, I had to step it, step aside on those debates because of that very issue, because it seemed like um, there wasn't a forum by which you can just sit down, relax, and actually discuss, discuss the topics. But um, I believe in one of two concepts when it comes to creation, both of them require a seven day creation period. For what we have, uh, what we what we have, and what we're witnessing today, um, and um, you know, the one is the young Earth, uh, young Earth uh, concept. The other one is that gap theory. If you've ever have you ever studied gap theory? 
Yeah, I've looked into the gap theory. So you also, to make things clear for people out there, you also believe when the Bible says that things were done in six days. If you don't mind me asking you something, I I always throw this out uh, with folks who also have my same views just to see where they go with it. But you're convinced that because God exists outside of space and time, that his time is actually different than human linear time, though, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it says in um, in one of Paul's letters, um, I don't have it right off the top of my head. I'd have to dig it up. But, you know, it's a year is as a thousand days and a thousand days as a year. And what does that tell me? There is no concept of time. And that God was created uh, or that, excuse me, the world was created as a separate portion, a, a separate dimension, if you will, if you want to use scientific terms, that it's a separate dimension, and God is outside of that dimension. And he can look at the end from the beginning. Okay, so right from the start, he's able to, to have that, um, that knowledge. And, you know, that's how he is able to inspire. If you look in Psalms 22, and uh, it starts off with, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And talks about the parting of the garments, uh, the, the casting of the lots. They talk about all kinds of things that was really pointing to Jesus Christ um, and the details, especially in Matthew. Of course, Matthew would have that because he was a Jewish man and, and would be able to pick up on those cues. Um, but, you know, that's how prophecy real prophecy that is of god why it can be so accurate because he knows the end from the beginning well the nice thing about it is that the united states army and the cia collaborated and they've been able to prove conclusively now that there is the realm outside of space and time uh years ago i don't know if you remember this you might have remembered this story years and years ago they ran a proton through a glass tube at, at hypersonic speed or the speed of light or whatever. And it gets about halfway of the tube and it just disappears. Then it gets to about three quarters and it reappears again and it goes on through the tube. And it's like, well, where did it go? And so from that time in the, I don't know, 50s or 60s up until now, they've been trying to figure out where that little proton went well, is it possible it that whenever it made this jump that you speak of that uh whenever it it got a certain part it literally i don't know if you've ever well you like race cars right oh yeah oh yeah okay so you know that there's a moment where they're kind of going slow and then they pew, they're gone right. Right. is it possible that at that time they just simply didn't have the frame rate and it appeared as though it disappeared because the camera it was going so fast that even the flutter or whatever it's called didn't pick it up. Right. Well, yeah, and I understand what you're saying, but no, no, it actually went to another realm. And like I said, the United States Army and the CIA have finally proven that, yes, indeed, there is a realm outside of space and time. They've proven it conclusively. So if you're a theist of any kind, that is a major victory over the atheists because the atheists ha are forced now to admit that yes, there is a, a realm outside of space and time. Now, if that realm outside of space and time exists, then therefore it is very possible that God or gods in my case do in fact exist because that's where they would exist. That's where they would live. 
And so, you know, the it's a bad day to be an atheist because not only that, <laughs> not only do not only do we have uh, the United States Army and the CIA saying that, but now we've got that bastion of conservatism, CBS News, which interviewed a number of um, psychologists, parapsychologists, and doctors and and surgeons and stuff. Big old panel, and it's like, hey, um, you know, these people were dead for several days, and we brought them back. And they're able to tell us our names, where we live, who our wives' names are, what our house looks like, what what we were doing on the operating table, what we what we ate for breakfast, and the whole nine yards. And the the impetus being, it says, well, wait a minute, you mean to tell me they're retaining their cohesion after they die? Yes. Oof. Their ener- your energy does not dissipate. You know, because a lot of people think, well, you know, it's energy, so it's going back to the source. No. According to all these doctors and scientists that CBS News interviewed, you retain your cohesion after you after you die. Look at this idiot. Von Helton is nuts. Did I say I said these things? Clean the wax out of your ear. The United States Army, the CIA. I, hold hold on, guys. Guys, can you do me a favor? I need to take a moment away uh, to do something. Can you two take over the show for a while? Yeah, Try to do me, do me a favor, Von. I know that my... Uh, friend Mr. Jerry here understands this. If you are talking and you notice that somebody out in chat calls you like a fuzzy wuzzy or a meanie weenie or whatever comes to mind for them, please right. ignore the people that you feel have offended or insulted in you and okay. try not to get distracted and stay on a good intellectual conversation right. that's peaceful. Don't let them drive you towards it. I don't want troll chat, all right? All right, right I'll be right. right back. And Mr. Jerry, I'm really happy to have you here. It's good to see you. You're looking great. Be right back. All right. Well, anyway, uh, the only nut is the idiot in the outside chat. Anyway, the point is, is that, yes, CBS News interviewed several doctors and scientists and parapsychologists. And they all they all said, you know, we brought these people back after they've been dead for several days. And they were able to tell them their names, their dates, their places, where they lived, who they who they hung out with, what they ate, everything. They had total, complete recall total complete recall they could remember everything and they and 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 you know what was what it what was nice is that they said these people have been dead for several days okay you know so it's you know because somebody's got well the brain was still functioning and that's how they no 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 they were dead dead for several days and then they brought them back and it's like hey man you still you still you after you die guys so you better get ready you know, there's definitely something out there. You know, the religions can sit there and fight amongst themselves, but there's definitely something out there, and you better get ready for it, whatever it is, because there is something out there. You do retain your cohesion after you die. You are still you. You are a being of energy, a being of light, and you will retain your cohesion after you die. Now, whether you go through the tunnel or not, that's up to you. Because some people think if you go through the tunnel, you get a mind wipe and you forget everything. I really don't want to forget my stuff. I want to remember, but whatever. Uh, but the point is, is that, no, you're still you after you die. You ain't, you're not, you're, your energy does not go back to the source, as some people have originally believed. You still retain your cohesion. Um, now, whether you're, whether you end up, you know, in the river sticks or, you know, in Valhalla or, or heaven or summer fields or 
hell or Hades or <laughs> the halls of Amenti, when you know wherever where but you're gonna you're you're out you're obviously still you and you're obviously going somewhere eventually uh where that somewhere is i guess is ultimately up to you but a uh, bad day to be an atheist because science is now you know what what are they saying now in the news trust the science <laughs> so i mean you know so hey i'm okay with trusting the science now because the science is definitely swinging it towards the theist way so that's good so to um uh, go along with what you talked about with the different dimensions and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked on worked in second shift and um, would be driving home, you know, rather a lengthy period of time, mm-hmm. you know, at midnight to one o'clock. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, the um, the the talk radio there, who which was really interested in the paranormal and so forth, mm-hmm. was on. And uh, one thing that um, uh, one of the researchers said that that um, one of the ways in which the UFOs are able to do the kind of feats that they do is because they are interdimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Some people pros at that. Yeah. And, and so that makes a lot of sense that way. I am one of the things that I'm doing is um, I'm, 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 I'm putting together a book and it's a um, novel. uh, It's a science fiction type novel. And uh, and it has to do with kind of like the end times type thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and um, the <laughs> quote aliens come back, right, and are able to kind of save the world through uh, their ability to um, span the gap of the dimensions. Okay, and so uh, it's it's a long story short. Um, the, you know their ability to do the dimension thing is a part of of the of the book right and um uh the concept is is that they're not necessarily aliens they're more of the um uh kind of like the watchers mm-hmm. Enoch, um mm-hmm. fallen angels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is the whole concept right. and um so that's going to be i have um I am working on, I've got about 38,000 words at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my goal is to have 40 to 45,000. I hope to have it done and out out by May. Um, you publish it yourself or do you have a publisher? I'm going to do a self-publishing through mm-hmm. um, Amazon because oh, okay. mm-hmm. I... It's I hard to, seen... you know, if you're conservative any at all, it's hard to get published. That's why I asked. <laughs> right, right. Well, this has got enough out there stuff that it should it, it i mean it should be popular i mean we'll yeah. find out because it, well, it kind it, of crosses yeah. that span between you know the christian right. and and the science fiction so well there's we'll there's a lot of people that actually i you know i've talked to a lot of people that you know kind of lean towards that direction where you know these these are uh, trans-dimensional uh, beings and they're not friendly to us um, I, do, I don't know if you remember the story. Maybe you do. But years and years ago, there was a, there was a bunch of scientists that wanted to uh, try to create a portal, a real bona fide portal. And, um, and they hooked these big, powerful generators up and everything. And, and amazing, you know, made, to their amazement, they actually was able to create a portal. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, the problem that, you know, just as they're about to celebrate with, and pop the cork on the champagne, 
this this thing was on the other side of the portal and it's banging like this trying to get through the portal and i i guess one of them literally lunged for the for the plug and pulled the plug on it but <laughs> um but you know thankfully cooler heads prevailed on that one but uh, but yeah something was literally on the other side banging to try to get through and you know so you know after reading that story you know of course everybody was flat out terrified you know, because I mean, obviously, whatever that was was not friendly. So I mean, right. you know, we got to be careful. You know, you know, I, I, I don't know what I don't know how familiar you are with the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, but uh, in hmm. the in the tablets it says that you know that Atlantis wasn't destroyed by the reptilians or the Greys or or the Lemurians or some other army. Atlantis was destroyed because they started messing around with stuff they shouldn't mess with. Dark mm-hmm. arts, dark science, dark energy. They started messing around with that stuff. You and, believe uh, you believe in the advanced civilization concept that that humanity was once really high up in intellect and then got wiped out, right, Vaughn? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, have you, oh, oh, by the way, Mr. Jur, just uh, in case, I don't know if you've ever spoken to Mr. Von Helton. He's not actually a Christian. He's a pagan. Yes. And he, he has some very interesting views, and uh, mm-hmm. I bring him in to talk. So yeah. try not to go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he is so go ahead, Von. Tell us about but, the um, So anyway, well, well, first of all, I mean, you know, even, even the book of Genesis, depending upon who you talk to, but if you read the book of Genesis, it kind of alludes to the idea of there being previous Earths, believe it or not. Five of them, if I remember correctly. Five previous Earths. And, uh, well, who was inhabiting... Who was inhabiting those previous Earths? Well, humans were, obviously. So, um, I'm going to write midnight. I can. Sounds like I'm promoting my book, but I do (laughs) deal with that. I deal with that in the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, The book of Genesis? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I yeah, Genesis six and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. the fact that before the flood, there were, you know, there was knowledge that was given to humans, mm-hmm. and they were building buildings all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the evidence that you see. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe that there is something like that happening. Um, you know, whether it was before, you know, the flood, Genesis, or whether it was. Um, again, looking at, if you look at the, um, um, the gap theory where, um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And then the verse two, the earth was void and without form. Right. Okay. So we know at least there are two recorded times when the earth was covered with water. Right. Mm-hmm. So could it have been that this, that, you know, these, these creatures, what, whatever creatures there were that happened before, uh, yeah. I've got it happening in the book, you know, just for, <laughs> you know, it's a fiction book, so I can get away with a lot. Right, you know? exactly. But my yeah. concept is that it happened before the flood. Right. And, um, and that was why the Tower of Babel after the flood was such a, a bad thing, because they were starting to bring back those old habits. Right. You know, and, and so therefore it got struck down because, um, because it was of the old create way right they were trying to remember they were trying to remember these past lives these past incarnations of humanity you know we we now have we now have ground sonar now uh trust the science guys trust the science but we now have ground sonar and when they and when (laughs) i gotta i gotta keep rubbing it in the liberals faces i'm sorry i just gotta do it (laughs) 
but, uh, but but we've got ground sonar now and we can take that ground sonar and we can actually uh it's not a it's not really a picture it's kind of like a um kind of looks like a seismograph type deal sort of but anyway it's it's not really a picture but it's kind of like a a graphic uh, some kind of uh portrayal of what's under there and when we take that sonogram uh, we we easily see that there's layers and layers and layers of previous civilizations just they just keep on going man you got one here one there one there one there and they're all stacked on one on top of another mm-hmm. and it's, and and now, so you know Vaughn you, you have a lot of views that correlate with a lot of ideas and theories that some Christians have that I've noticed if you don't mind me asking both of you just uh, for the fact that we do have audience members out there who are not Christian, probably didn't even take the time to read the Bible. Can you give an idea why it is that you think that God did not want primitive man to advance so quickly? I mean, it's common sense for me, obviously, but just describe why would God not want mankind to do this kind of stuff? Well, I'll go first. Uh, I think it's just because mankind started to become inherently evil. And it's like, bye, see ya. It is, you know, once you, once you get, see, because here's the thing, you know, uh, it's like, it's like I've said, you know, uh, my, my old slogan from years ago, evil must be punished. And, you know, I had somebody come to me and say, well, why do you say that all the time? Evil must be punished because it has to be, because if you don't punish evil, evil will just keep going and going and going until there's literally nothing left. Mankind would be completely eradicated. Animal life would be destroyed. Plant life would be destroyed. And that can't be allowed to occur. And so once it looks like we're going down the path of total evil, where it's unrecoverable, where, where there's no way we can turn back around going the other way, the gods send the destroyer every 36,000 years. And the destroyer says, okay, you know, these guys, uh, they look like they're at the point of no return. Pam. And then they'd nail you, and then we start all over again with a new batch. And, you know, and then like uh, like m- uh, my friend here says, uh, you know, sometimes we get recall and we start remembering stuff. And then they're like, oh, we got to zap that person because they remembered stuff. And, uh, you know, because they want to try and clean slate. They want to try and see, you know, if we're going to make it, if we can do it without becoming evil. And unfortunately, there's been at least five or six times where, we didn't make the we didn't make the grade. Now this time though, and this is this is a great thing. This is a wonderful thing. This time though, it's different because this time mankind didn't do it themselves. This time we were manipulated by three hundred elite families: the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, Morgans, Carnegies, etc. They manipulated mankind into a dark path, into an evil path, a, a path of indebtedness and fear and deceit and and agony and and woe and frustration that was all done by these 300 elite families it it can't be laid at the feet of mankind itself so if and when the destroyer returns every 36,000 years they're not going to go for us they're not coming for us this time they're coming for these elite families and i think the elite families know too because look at all the look at all the the rush to evil and all the stuff all the all the negativity that's cropped up all of a sudden all the stuff that's I, I agree going with on you Vaughn, but how can we say that mankind was tricked or misled it seems as though this has happened many times history continues to repeat itself and it seems like if anybody comes along and simply says something mankind seems to gravitate towards evil 
Why do you think this is, guys? From from a preacher point of view, from the pagan view, why is it that mankind can't just look back and say, "We can't do this again. We need to. We need to straighten up." So um, I'll I'll take the lead on this one, and um, yeah, it, it is true. It's the evil. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's the direction that I was going to go. That's what the Bible tells mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and um, it's not just the just the issue of being able to build the the monumental buildings the edifices that that were built back then mm-hmm. but the fact that um you know they were able you know <laughs> because of having that power they were mm-hmm. definitely um going to um use it the wrong way um and mm-hmm. and so they you know they choose they, they you know and that's because of the it goes back to the original sin with Adam that um you know they they had one rule and they blew it and it changed their being and created a sinful nature within us that we have a bent toward evil and uh and that you know that that is what has we we sin because we are sinful Okay, that's that's mm-hmm. the bottom line, and that's the reason why things went the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on top of that, you do have, if you really read Genesis six, there is uh, something about the Nephilim and the giants on the earth, mm-hmm. and and you know, again, going to Enoch because I, I I like to read I like to read a lot of different things that mm-hmm. pertain to the scripture, and mm-hmm. and um, they they were some pretty evil people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, until God said, look, I'm done, you know, I, I'm, I'm just done with that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he sadly had to put an end to that chapter and it grieved him. It, it really mm-hmm. grieved him that way. Cause he didn't want to have to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's the evil that does that. And, um, you know, that's the reason, reason why, uh, <laughs> People do sinful things because they are sinful people. And Gentlemen, they, can you do me a you. favor? And I unfortunately have to do this all the time, anytime I stream. But just do me a favor. When you know that you're not going to be talking for a while and someone else is talking, please mute your microphone. The reason why is because on the outside of the broadcast, if you ever listen back, Let's say uh, Mr. Jair is talking about like an awesome dance movie learned and somebody's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it cuts right over his audio and all you can hear is him going, it's not good. So in order yeah. to separate the audio, keep it clean. Let's right. mute our mics when someone else has our attention. All right, please. Yep. Thank you. Yep. 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 And very good point, uh, Mr. Durr. I can see that uh, mankind seems to gravitate towards evil. And I don't think it's just a matter, really, from what I read. And I'm new at this. Mr. Durr has been doing Christianity for a lot longer than myself. But it Mm. appears it wasn't just the basis of creating a building or a tower. It was what was happening in their heart that seemed to be where they, mm-hmm. where God really had his problem. See, you're doing it to me, Vaughn. You're, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. come <laughs> on, man. Just mute the mic whenever you're doing it, and then you can howl and moan and do whatever you like. All right, continue on, guys. Um, one of the things, too, um, that uh, let's say they have this capability of, uh, you know, you look at some of the machinery it would take to build the buildings that they did, Okay. Uh, with the accuracy that they did it with, um, 
imagine, you know, it's kind of like the atom bomb bomb being in the wrong person's hands and how that, you know, would be so devastating and, and, and so forth. Well, you know, it's the same thing if that with this knowledge that they had, they could be hurling, you know, meteor sized rocks at each other, you know, <laughs> but yeah, there, there was a definitely, it was the bent toward evil. And, um, and, and, and so the, the whole thing, the whole thing of uh, Genesis Starting with chapter three and on, it really reveals how things progressively got worse and worse. And it was a downward spiral of man till God finally said, all right, you know, get out of the pool. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, the Bible says that mankind's heart is inherently wicked. I don't necessarily ascribe to that. However, you don't ascribe to that after all you've experienced, Vaughn? No. Oh boy, no, I gotta no. hear this. Well, here's the thing. Okay, here's here's what you know, as as somebody that's you know, like my like my friend here, I I went to the library and I'm combing through the microfiche and I'm looking through the card catalog and you know, and I'm I'm just you know, I'm 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 a bookworm. I'm I'm soaking it up, right? Uh so what I what I found though, here's what I found, okay. Um it's not necessarily that the heart is wicked. What it is, is that evil is enticing. It's extremely enticing. And unfortunately, and I got a, you know, full disclosure here, because I'm, I'm a pagan, I'm going to tell you the truth, whether I like it or not. Um, but the thing of it is, is that evil is easier. Evil is faster. Evil is more powerful, even. Black magic's more powerful, I'll, I'll admit it. More powerful. That's, it's that's easier. the deception, Vaughn. That's the hold deception. On, hold on. Let me it get is. to the punchline. Let me get to the punchline. Evil is easier. It's faster. It's more powerful. But, but, there's a big but to that. It is limited in scope, number one. Number two, if you go down a dark path, if you decide that you're going to go down that path, you are cut off from the gods. The gods will have nothing to do with you. Okay, this is why you see a lot of these left-hand pathers. What do you see them doing? They're invoking demons and evil spirits, and they're 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 scrying for this and discerning for that, and you know, do, do, you know, in 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 gro- engaging with these, engaging with these uh, with these uh, um, uh, entities, shall we say, uh, less than desirable entities. All right. Well, what is that? Okay, that's dark magic. Okay. And, and like I said, you know, the gods have cut these people off. They're, they're, they're working on their own. And so they have to resort to dealing with demons and evil spirits to get their knowledge. Vaughn, I don't know if you've noticed that in text, but there's some people out there saying that the beads that you have on your microphone continue to tap up against your mic. It's going ding, 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 ding. And uh, that might be painful for those who are wearing headphones. I hate to be aggravating like that. I, uh, I understand, but that's the deception. Yeah, that's wonderful. Let me go ahead and mute your mic while you're doing that, all right? <laughs> that's the way to do it. Let's just go ahead and throw it in a trash compactor for us and really make some excitement there. But the the thing is, is that people who say that they think evil is somehow uh, easier, it always ends up where their life completely goes down the tube or terrible things happen. That's the lie of evil, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it'll be easier. Things will happen great for you. But 
in the end, it always comes out like this. That's one of the reasons why, did you hear me earlier before you came in, Mr. Jar? I don't know if you were on the outside of the broadcast. We were talking about objective morality. Now, if a person doesn't have God, then they have a struggle with having objective morality. What is it that they're going to be able to do if you were to question them on things such as, Mr. Jerk, can you still hear me just to make sure? All right. So if you were to ask someone who doesn't believe there's a God or an objective morality, is it okay to destroy children? Is it okay to harm people? Like, for instance, if you're living in a tribe and you want to get rid of all the old people, the wounded people, the disabled people in order to save and preserve our resources, how can that make it bad from a person who doesn't even have objective morals? Go ahead. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's (laughs) the cause of the greater good is one of those uh, that's one of those things that um, um, we were just uh, my son was kind of looking over those beginning uh, seasons of uh, The Walking Dead, and they were really struggling about what they should do about certain things, and and um, you know how they should uh, deal with with different things, and that um, and, and so it was a good lesson as uh, that I was teaching him about this issue of you know uh, you know how people can justify things and um, and that that greater good thing, um, I. I guess this is going to be, I'm going to kind of reveal a little bit about my approach and attitude. Um, I I believe that the COVID was released um, for the greater good because it would get rid of those that were having medical problems and so forth. Um, You know, in the long run, they, you know, it was released onto their own people and then spread, spread around the world to um, alleviate those that had medical issues. And um, uh, we we really can't talk about that on YouTube. Um, We'll get bread banned. We need to stop talking about it. Well, I I can, I I don't mind. uh, I I've been, I got a setup to where my radio is going all over the place. So if you guys end up talking about something that uh, is rough, I'll just simply privatize the video. I'm still going to put the audio up in the radio, no matter what. But I kind of, uh, whenever it comes to this, I agree that this was some of the justifications and ideas on why some of these clowns did what they did. Continue on. So I now just to cover this, COVID is real. It was a real thing. I believe, though, oh, yeah. that it was released. Um, that's my concept on it. Um, you know, You know, it was one of those things where my wife has COPD. And we avoided getting that that first couple of rounds of COVID, of because that probably would have killed her, because she was diabetic, she had um, you know that COPD, it probably would have killed her. Now we had the Omicron, and that was basically for us. It was kind of like the, um, and we were vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxer. We were vaccinated. It was like a bad head cold. Huh. You know, I'm just sitting there going this is it. <laughs> um, and I know there are still some that have suffered from the Omicron, but um, uh, at any rate, it, you know, it, it's a real thing. And I do believe that um, um, it was the right thing for us to do the vaccinating because my wife needed to have something built up in her in order to handle that. But um, 
you know, getting back to getting back to it. If you look back, um, you remember the growing 20s and how things were all so good and everything. What happened? Yeah, everybody then? looked awesome back then. I noticed everybody looked like leave it to beaver. Nowadays, this is awful. You've been in a super center Walmart lately, folks. Go ahead. <laughs> the um, um, getting back to where my brain was going now. Um, what was I saying? You were talking about how things were in the 20s. Uh, oh, yes, 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 in the 20s. But what happened before the 20s? What happened? World War One happened. Well, something else happened too. The Great Depression. Uh, I I do know that back around wasn't this the time where they started talking about removing prayer and religion, things like that. No, no. that no the twenties. No, we the Spanish flu. flu. Spanish flu. Ah, yeah, yes, yeah, Spanish flu. yes. The Spanish flu point. came through, killed off right. you know a lot of the people that had comorbidities, as we would call it today. You know and. You know, you had the Roaring Twenties after that. Um, interesting, huh? <laughs> um, so at any rate, um, I, you know, it's one of those things that I'm, you know, I know we're kind of like going around the barn and I, we'll need to bring it back. So I'm, I'm going to shut off my mic and shut up. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. We're, we usually, when we're doing live streams, we talk about all kinds of different things. So I'm I'm absolutely convinced. I mean, it was admitted even all over the public news, even though everybody didn't want to act like they didn't want to talk about it, but it was a biological weapon. It was something that was released into the public. And you, you don't believe that they actually meant to hit the any other countries, though, Mr. Dirt, because my, just to throw out my view here, it seemed unusual that only a few days before this started becoming a public nuisance and problem, there was a trade deal that was going bad, and Mr. Trump was, ah, he was doing as usual, I'm going to be mean to these people if they don't work the sanctions out as well as trade deals with me. Three days later, all of a sudden we hear about people being taken away in vans and piles of bodies stuck up here and there. So what's your thoughts on that? You got to unmute your mic if you're wanting to respond. Can you summarize that real quick? I got distracted by something else. Okay, so basically, I I remember exactly when the thing started getting ignorant with this, where it was released out to the public, right? Uh, that it supposedly came out of some Wung Tang, you know, lab or whatever. I I cannot pronounce the crap for nothing. You know, I'm terrible with words. But the deal was is that this happened and became a public nuisance days after Trump and China had a bad trade deal come down. They, the leaders had just came to the White House and had a talk with him. And next thing I know, uh, after he says some embarrassing things on Twitter about it, boom, all of a sudden you start seeing all this crap about people t- getting vans, picking up citizens, people being stopped in their house, piles of bodies, this kind of stuff. It was getting ignorant around that time. And then the next thing we knew about the next month, they started saying it hit the United States and everybody else too. So do you think that was deliberate or did it actually, did they just plan on cutting down the population where they were? I, I do believe that, um, that, it, that, that they did. I mean, yeah, the timing was, was ironic. 
you know, the, really the timing was ironic that it would have happen to happen right after they didn't get the deal they wanted, the trade deal that they wanted. And Trump started playing hardball with them. I'm not a Trump fan, by the way. I really couldn't stand the guy. Um, but, you know, the actions he did as president, I thought was good. And the fact that they were kind of afraid of them, afraid of him was a good thing. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, he stood up, he, he did stand up for America and so forth, but I couldn't stand his personality. I just, you know, it just graded me the wrong way. Couldn't stand to watch the TV shows either that, that he had. Okay. He definitely had a rough demeanor. But I, I I know that this is probably going to lose a lot of cool brownie points on the internet for me to say this, but I liked him for the same reason I liked Obama. I thought when they were starting out that they were going to do something special, something different that our usual lazy politicians who just want to fill their pockets do. Unfortunately, like most politicians, if not all of them, they end up disappointing me. <laughs> but go ahead. Vaughn, I'll turn it over to you now. Oh, what's geez, your thoughts thanks. on the whole I just, deal? Just, I just had a brain wipe. <laughs> what, what Did you hear anything now? we were talking about? About no, uh, my dog started barking. I had to throw it outside. What What was going on? Okay, That's so okay. the summary is: Was this released deliberately to cause destruction? And uh, oh, I know, European I know all about it. I know all say. about it. But now, Brad, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to turn off YouTube because I can't. You know, you're gonna get banned. I I don't want to get you banned, dude. But well, I know I all about COVID. I know every, like every minute said, detail. If I, if I go back to my sound and I feel like anything get me in trouble, I'll just Any put it on the radio and there be that. about COVID. But anyway, all right, well, okay, if you're, if you're willing to you know, risk getting banned, then I'll say exactly what happened to COVID because I know every minute detail. Okay, here's what happened. What happened was is that you had a two-million-man army of oh, true democracy. You had, you had a two-million-man army. I don't know who HG is, but I had, you have a two-million-man It's Mr. Don Gashella. Welcome to the room, Mr. Gashella. Hey, how are you doing, How's the show going? What's going on, Vaughn? What's going on? Hey, John, uh, we're just you? talking about COVID, uh, the city yeah, of Atlantis, uh, some magical staff thing, and we also talked about the moral depravity of humanity and falling towers, and it's... It's mm -hmm. been intense. I'm loving it. These guys are yeah. great. Fantastic. If you talk about COVID on YouTube, that YouTube's going to send your channel all the way to the gates of oblivion. Yeah, man, they sure will. But all he right, said, he, said, okay. he says okay. he no, he he says he says he'll edit it. So I hope so. But uh, uh, anyway. let me. I, I started it all. <laughs> I know. I know everything there is to know about COVID from the very beginning. Like I said, there was a two million man pro democracy movement in China. Okay, this this came about as a result of Tiananmen Square, partially, but it was also it's just something that had been going on for a long, long time. Two million people is quite a lot of people to be pounding on your palace doors, right? Okay, so Xi needed a way to to quell this, and he needed to do it fast, and he needed and it, you know it, it had to be something that would that would knock him out, and so he came up with COVID. Now the initial version of COVID was not deadly; it was not. It was meant to make you sick so that you'd go back home. That's all it was. It wasn't designed to kill. It was not designed to kill, period. End of story. Unfortunately, you have very evil people by the name of Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci that said, oh, look, we got a new toy. We got a new toy to play with. 
And so that's exactly what they done. And they, they took the COVID, which, uh, which was actually at the time, it was uh, rather innocuous. Like I said, all it did was just make you sick. But they took that COVID, put it in a lab. And this, and, and this comes from a French Nobel laureate, okay? So this is, this is absolutely true. Because this French Nobel laureate, he took the he took COVID, he broke it apart to find the the COVID vaccine, broke it apart to see what was made it tick, and what it was, uh, they they found all kinds of nasty in there. But what what Fauci and Gates did, they took it and they they made it into a bioweapon and put it in a vaccine and called it done, and then they gave it to Pfizer and Moderna and and uh, and uh, Merck and Johnson and Johnson and said, here you go. But uh, but initially it was not deadly. All right. But, see, you know, it's like, a, OK, John has had it. This gentleman's had it. I have not had it. But everybody I talk to that's had regular COVID, it just, you know, it's just aggravating for a while and then it's gone. Well, what happens is yeah, we're really, uh, with, with, with me, it was just like a mild. It wasn't even really painful. I just lost my taste buds. I couldn't taste yeah. for like about four days, actually like less than two, four days, not even three days. I lost my taste. And then I had like a little body bane, but that was it. And I was like done in a couple of days. I was like in a row and ready to go. Right. Right. But see what they done. They, they took it and put it in a lab and made it deadly. They made what they called the Delta variant, which really will kill you because it attacks the bronchial tubes in the lungs. Okay. And the Delta variant from the vaccine will kill you. And this is why you, you see all these vaccinated people, they're all getting re, you know, they're getting uh, uh, re, re-COVID, you know, they're getting COVID again. But this time it isn't regular COVID, which is basically just a nuisance. This time it's the Delta variant, which will kill you because it attacks your lungs. This is why you hear about these people getting put on the respirator and shit. Okay, because that's exactly why, because the Delta variant attacks your lungs and your bronchial tubes. And uh, so that was that was diabolical. And like I said, we have a French laureate, Nobel laureate, who took this and broke it down and 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 stated this publicly. All right. So we know this for a fact. It's not opinion. It's a fact. So, um, you know, and then from there, you know, now we now we've got this Omicron. Well, now, where did Omicron come from? I believe that Omicron was sent by the gods or God in your case, but God's in mine. I believe it was sent by the gods. Now you say, well, why? Well, first of all, because Omicron is a natural inhibitor, believe it or not. If you get Omicron, not only do you not get bad sick, but it literally protects you from the other versions of SARS-CoV-2. Now you say, oh, Vaughn, that's ridiculous. That's No, no, Bill Gates admitted it publicly. Bill Gates publicly admitted that if you get Omicron, you are protected against any version of SARS-CoV that comes along, no matter how many versions they make. You will be protected if you get Omicron and come out on the other side. And the only way that you would not survive Omicron, there's only been five people died from Omicron, by the way, five. Okay, and those and that was because those people had pre-existing conditions. But if you're a normal, healthy adult, you're not going to die from Omicron. And Omicron literally protects you against any and all versions of SARS-CoV-2. There's no version they can create that will attack you and and succeed. It is a natural uh, 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 protector, a natural vaccine, if you will. 
you know, and it, and it came about by the gods, I assure you, because Bre uh, uh, I, I assure you, Bill Gates is not going to want to protect you. He, what, did, what did Bill Gates say at the TED, TED event? He got up on stage and he said, with new vaccines, we can what? We can decrease the population of Earth by 10 to 15 percent. That's what Bill Gates said in that TED event. I got the video to prove it. OK, so obviously uh, these vaccines were never meant to save. But here comes Omicron that I believe was brought by the gods and, and literally will vaccinate you, protect you from any version of SARS that they make in a lab. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter how many nine ways to Sunday they twist. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to believe that the elites are after you. That's, like anyone who doesn't that understand it? that, that these that run this world, they hate you. They hate humanity. Oh, they want you dead. They yeah. want to get rid of you. Yeah. Well, it's on the Georgia That's the bottom line. In, yeah, it's, it's on the Georgia Guidestones in seven different languages to what? Decrease the population of Earth to 500 million and keep it there. Okay, well, how are you going to keep it there? Well, you got to kill people. you got to sterilize people. You know, is it any wonder that now, now people are starting to come up sterilized when they, go, when they go in for a doctor visit? You know, oh, hey, man, I got my shots and I got my booster. And then you go to the doctor and it's like, oh, you're sterile. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, you're sterile, especially the women. But uh, some men too, but mostly women coming up sterile now, uh, from getting the from getting the jab. So, you know that's why, because you got to keep that population at five hundred million. The only way you can do that is to sterilize people and kill people. That's the only way that you're going to keep it at five hundred million. It's the only way. And like I said, Bill Gates said at that TED event, he said we've got to decrease population by minimum minimum of ten to fifteen percent via new vaccines. What new vaccines? Pfizer, Moderna, Merck, Johnson & Johnson, etc. But what I find really cool, I, I, you know, I find this really cool because you get, you know, the major media is out there laughing and, and cutting up about this. Uh, hey, welcome because, back. Yes, welcome back, Brad. Because they think we're crazy, but we're not crazy. But here's the thing. China and Russia were recently snubbed by the G20. And it's like, well, why? Why? What happened? So I did some digging. The reason they were snubbed by the G20, according to what Chairman Xi said out of his own mouth, their vaccines don't kill anyone. And their vaccines were rejected. Russia's vaccine and China's vaccine was rejected by the G20 because it doesn't kill anyone. China, and, and Chairman Xi said that publicly. He said, now, wait a minute. Our vaccines don't kill anyone, but yeah, we get snubbed and, and Bill Gates's vaccines get approved. What's up with that? Vaughn, if you don't mind, let's answer a few people's questions out there as well. Somebody out there named Quasi says less Windows OS sales means he gets less royalties from Microsoft to keep him filthy rich. Now, I'm not claiming to be a big subscriber of all the different things. There's, I believe there's truth in a lot of this, and I also believe there's a lot of conspiracy as well. It's hard to really know with so much misinformation in the news as well as on the Internet. But why would Bill Gates care about people who most likely don't even use computers, the poor, the sick, the dying, all these kind of things? So if we were to technically go full sci-fi here, <laughs> full sci-fi where you wanted to cut down on population, well, why would Bill Gates care about the sick, the dying, the people who a businessman doesn't care about no, you if you're not uh, if you're not someone who's going to buy his product or exactly. use it in any kind of way. I'm just saying, 
Now, Bill Gates could be the most wonderful human being on the planet, so morally superior yeah. that he may grow angel wings <laughs> one day. I don't know the guy personally. Right. I'm just saying that if I were evil, that's the route I'd go. Very good. Well, go well, first of all, let's let's clear up something. Bill and Melinda Gates have not been affiliated with Windows for a long time. Thank the gods for that. Uh, Microsoft is actually a much, much better organization now, in my humble opinion, now that Bill and Melinda Gates are no longer affiliated with them. Okay, so that's that's wonderful. Uh, so, no, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates are no longer affiliated. I mean, as far, Microsoft. as far as we know that Melinda Gates divorced Bill because he's a filthy piece of garbage that was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein on the island. He was hanging out with Epstein, I mean, correct. He was hanging out with Epstein. Right. She, right. Was just, she was terrified that he was uh, a part of the, the kebab yeah. or whatever you, the word you want to use, yeah. the cabal. He, he was yeah. part of those. And, and uh, um Bloodletting, what's it, what they were up to, the spirit cooking oh, and all that other stuff. That you they, name it. I'll tell you what, Mr. Durr, Durr, if we only had Tucker Carlson on the panel, we'd have the full setup, wouldn't we? <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing about this, you know, I mean, what, what, kind, what, kind of, what kind of sick, what kind of sick, twisted individual do you have to be to drink the blood and eat the flesh of innocent little babies? I mean, that right there. That right there should be an indicator that these people have went way beyond any type of recovery. Okay, they're not you're not going to reform these people. You're not going to fix these people. They're not coming when they when you know that they are drinking the blood and eating the flesh of innocent little babies. You know that they're too far gone. They are not coming back. There is no reform for these people and they need to be taken out with extreme prejudice. Sorry, but they do. Because you they, would are, think, though, they are the you epitome would think, of evil at that point. You would point. think, though, Vaughn, with all these abortion clinics and over 400, what is it, 400 million, 400,000 yeah, abortions yeah, a year, some, the liberals would get their bloodbath that they want so much. But, uh, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, never never end the bloodshed. Mr. Jerry, what's your thoughts on all this? Is, do, well, you, do you believe that there's there's people out there literally tearing the heads off kids and drinking blood? Yes, I mean, what's yes, happening here? Yes, I do. I was just um, looking at a documentary about our forefathers and how they were uh, with the Masons and how they were, many of them were deists and very anti-Christian. And uh, one of their concepts that they had even back then was to limit the, the number of people in this world. Uh, and And so that is something that has been um, that has been around for a long time. Let's just put it that way. Um, and, and so, and I still think that that is, is a, um, uh, a thing that is happening, um, in this, in this world, um, that the, 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 the higher ups have this approach and attitude that we've got too many people in this world. And, uh, we do, you know, that's why in the sixties, that was really the first, um, disaster thing um that um uh, that happened i don't know if you remember that or not uh overpopulation uh was the big was the big to do um you know back in the 60s and uh that was the first subject matter that happened and uh, and so yeah it you know it this overpopulation thing that is that goes way back uh way back into um the um uh, archives of of even you know early America 
that they wanted to limit the population. So Brett, why don't you bring some to the chat? Why don't you bring some sensibility, Brett? Uh, well, I, I probably will end up. I, I probably will end up signing up for some moderators out there in the thing. Unfortunately, some of the folks don't even have YouTube channels to be able to clean this up. Here's the thing, folks. I'm going to be turning off the uh, the uh, chat screen. It's not going to show up on the screen. You guys can still talk if you want to, but. If you're not going to be involved or participate in the conversation and you're just going to go ad hom or personal attacks on any of the guests in my room, um, I, I just won't allow you to be a part of the conversation. Simple as that. If that hurts your feelings, feel free to climb under your bed, get you some tissue, and, and uh, just have at it and everything because I don't give a damn. All right, continue on, guys. Sorry about that. That was John talking. Go ahead, John. That was John. No, I was just going to say, uh, Brett, why don't you bring some sensibility to the room? What are you really going on going on in the world? What's your opinion? You, you haven't been saying anything. Well, I've been hearing for years liberals and Democrats and uh, even some moderates talking about we have population issue, resources are being used, we're running out of this, we're not able to have the material to manufacture that and all this. And we also see that a lot of countries complain about their over-excessive population. China's had issue, as far as biological weapons go, This has been talked about since the time of Stalin and Adolf Hitler. Saddam Hussein, in every single Newsweek and Time magazine, as far as I can remember, they talked about the fear and the threat of biological weapons. So when I have people coming in my room saying that humanity is capable of such depravity of wiping people out, well, I already am convinced the system's broke. I'm already convinced that our governments all over the world, not just everything, don't always have our well-being in mind. So that's where I'm at. I guess John took off for me. Up oh, there he is. Hopefully he heard some of the things that I said. I'm not an anarchist. I don't have some kind of hate. I believe the Constitution was put in order for good reason, but I think a lot of our good people, eh, they've been taken over by just political agendas and money. So does that make sense? Everybody's in agreement with that. But as far as babies getting their heads ripped off and drank and all that, eh, I don't know if I'm I'm completely that far ahead, but I'm open-minded as I've always been. I will listen. Well, we know that spirit cooking is a thing because that was in the mainstream news. And we know about the red shoe. Spirit uh, cooking, what is that? You're going to have to explain spirit okay, cooking. Okay, there's this really creepy chick who has this really very unpronounceable name and she is in tight with all of the elites and she's in tight with all of Hollywood and she's in tight uh, with all the politicians in Washington, DC. And they have these get togethers where they have a cake in the shape of a human being and they cut this cake and consume it. Some people believe, though, that the cake is not made out of dough, that it might actually be a real human. But, um, you know, that's a theory. It's not been 100% proven. But uh, the thing of it is, is that uh, considering her penchant for death and blood and destruction, um, one can easily draw that conclusion, to be honest. So... um, 
you know, that's where some of that comes from. And then, uh, and then of course, there is the, the red shoes, which, as we now know, thanks to Pizzagate, is an is alludes to the idea of, of child trafficking, and um, and uh, that type that type of stuff, and uh, pretty nasty stuff in that regard. And um, you know, that's all. It's all kind of it's all kind of intertwined because it's all the same elitist uh, producing uh, all that same filth, and um, it needs to be it needs to be exposed and it needs to be destroyed. But uh, I'm going to put one more thing out there. There's somebody out there that said uh, something to the point of, oh, I think you only get to ask questions if you're a pay person. I'm not sure. getting paid for this. I'm just enjoying the company of wonderful gentlemen out there. Wish I was getting paid, but I'm not. I'm not getting a dime for doing these live chats. No, you guys what he's asked questions. You guys can ask questions about the topic or even throw your own ideas or angles. I just don't want to hear like questions like, why does Vaughn have a weird smell? I mean, get the hell out of here with that nonsense. It's weak. All right. Welcome back there, John. No, I think what they were saying, Brett, is that are you charging them for the questions? Are you going to charge them? You know, like say, How give me ten bucks. About doing that? All right, for five dollars, go ahead and throw your question. I mean, right, exactly. Well, what yeah. kind of system I got set up here? I can't even afford the damn uh, podcast. I, I think, I think, Brett, that's a good system to have. It. I think people should send you money on your PayPal, or else they don't get the get. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can see that being a success. Send five dollars in my PayPal right now, and you can know what color my socks are. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all a great right, idea. all right. I got a question for Mr. Jer. We were talking earlier, and I know this is off of baby blood and, and destruction and death and COVID and all this, but back to where we were talking about the linear, I don't know if you, you can go this far back, but we were talking about God's time being different than mankind's time. I'm going to throw out a really interesting question here. I know that everybody in here believes in some version of God. I know that John believes in God as well. I'd like to hear all your point of views on this. Do you believe that God can simultaneously see our birth as well as our death? Because Absolutely. That, that fits in my scope of, um, of what I was describing. That God in heaven, because there's no element of time, can see the end from the beginning can inspire, as I mentioned, inspire um, David to write about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ with such accuracy that it's just unexplainable how accurate he could be, how he inspired Isaiah in 53 to, to, to talk about Jesus. And, and, and they talk about Isaiah 53 being the, uh, the fifth gospel. Um, you know, so it's, it's absolutely, he sees the end from the beginning. He's not surprised by what we do. Um, being all knowing means that he is all knowing from, from all time. Uh, that's why the test of a prophet was let him predict, predict something, uh, in the near future. And if it doesn't happen, he's not a prophet. Why a real prophet being inspired by God, God will tell him the truth, and then he would be able to tell it. Just, you know, it's pretty much that that simple. So, um, but yeah, I, I have likened it. Uh, I don't know if you, um, I, I remember watching an old Star Trek, the original Star Trek, and, and how that there was a, 
um, um, a, a portal, a time portal. And, um, and it just kind of like went flipping through. And you can see these different events in different times. And they had to jump through just at the right time in order to get, get to where they needed to go. And that's about as close as we can get. God looks from heaven, sees every part of, of what is happening. He is outside of the realm of time. And so that's how a thousand years can be a day and a day a thousand years. No element of time. That's how eternity can be an eternity because there's no element of time. And, um, you know, there have been so many preachers that have tried to describe what eternity is like. My favorite one is take a, a, a bucket of uh, a bucket, take it to the Atlantic Ocean and fill up that bucket, go all the way across, walk all the way across to California, dump it out in the Pacific. Now, by the time you get water from the Atlantic to the Pacific, that's the that's eternity. Well, we all know that the water is going to level out anyway. <laughs> but there is no element of time. It's, it's or or a, the or the water will uh, evaporate in, <laughs> into the atmosphere. <laughs> evaporate by or with me, I would spill it out before I ever got there. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, you know, you get out in the desert, man. It's it's just it's just going to evaporate out. You know, you're not going to get you're not going to make it to the west coast. No way. Yeah, and I'm a big clumsy oaf, so I would spill it. I would fall and trip and, you know, spill it or something like that, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's – so, yeah, Brent, that's that's how eternity can be the eternity because he is definitely, um, definitely um, outside of that realm. When God created the heavens and the earth, time was a part of that creation. And him being in the dimension of heaven – is not affected by time. Mr. Jerry, if you don't mind me asking a question, because that's probably one of the best ways I have probably ever heard someone put this forth. Um, this is going to be weird, but it'll go into the discussion we're having here, kind of an analogy. Have you ever heard of a game called The Sims before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely. There's, a, there's an interesting concept where you as a developer, if you were to, if we were just as an analogy to represent the person on the outside of the monitor as being God, and that these characters are these NPCs that are being controlled, you can see their minds, what's happening, their thoughts. There's these little thought bubbles that tells you what they're going to do next. But any time mm-hmm. you can intervene or you can actually put the game on free will where they'll try to do whatever they can to work with the reactions and responses. Is that how you kind of see it? Do you see parameters for free will or at least limited will? Or are we in some way controlled? Outside of when God is trying to accomplish his will and trying to influence man, um, and, and for one, to be able to have the the offspring to reach down to the point of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, outside of when he influences certain events to happen and transpire, other, other than those things, um, yeah, it's free will, free choice. He knows what our choices are going to be, but that doesn't influence what our choice is. Does that make sense? Can you try that one more time, elaborate on it? I'm sorry. 
Right. Okay, no problem. It's a hard concept. I had one guy that goes, oh, that doesn't make any sense. It just looks like God's sitting there watching a bunch of reruns. He knows what's going to happen. <laughs> um, the Bible says those he who he foreknew, he predestined. A lot of people get to far, get to predestined, and they don't get get uh, back before that. It's those he for, who he foreknew. In God's foreknowledge, he has prepared a place for those who trust in him. Um, does that affect our choice? No. We still have the freedom of choice. God just knows what the choice is going to be. But it's not really a matter of, this is one of the things I've seen a lot of non-believers stumble over. It's not a matter of God making people uh, do choices that people are good. It's a matter of knowing. There's a difference between knowing and making someone do something, correct? Absolutely. A total different, totally different thing. It's, you know, it, it is not at all, not at all where he create. he didn't create robots. You know, that... I love you, Lord, and I am going to serve you for the rest of my life because that's the way I'm programmed. No, he wouldn't find satisfaction in that any more than I would find satisfaction in a, in a, in a woman that would not choose me out of her own free will to be with me for the rest of her life. My wife loves me and has chosen me. That means a lot. And sometimes I wonder why she stuck with me. I've drug her through a lot of things. But knowing that she has chosen me is, is, a, is a precious and wonderful thing. And God has given us choice. And he is warmed by the fact that we have free will and we choose to serve him. In spite of the sinful nature and the draw of, of sinfulness that happens, we choose him. And that pleases him. Mr. Jer, as well as Vaughn and John, you guys mind if I suggest something for you? For if you guys decide to come into the show in the future? If you use a free program called OBS, you'll be able to promote your books, your YouTube channel. You'll be able to put images and all kinds of neat stuff. You can go full Kent Hovind up in here if uh, you get you the free program of OBS. Um, you'll be able to show yeah. things that are happening. You won't have to wait for me to share the screen whenever you're wanting to show things. You can just show it right on your box, and then I can do something like this. Uh, let me show you. Boom. Just throw you right up on the big screen. Yay. Isn't that cool? Ta-da. Very good. Very good. So what about you, Vaughn? You're a pagan. John, he is, uh, according to his channel now, he is... Uh, stepped into Islam. You were originally Judaism, right? Where are you whenever it comes to God's knowledge of things? Does God have limitations or is it completely balls to the wall? Or is it God can do anything as long as it's not irrational or illogical? Go ahead. Brent, I have to step out. Speaking of my wife, I, I've got to go uh, take care of some things for the wife. And it was nice meeting you, sir. Can God you bless promote you guys. your YouTube channel? Um, yeah, it's, um, my Bible study is Liberty Center Wesleyan Church. Uh, you can find that on Facebook as well as on YouTube. 
Jerry Steen is the uh, my personal one. That's the one where I have fun with telemarketers. So uh, I've got a few videos that I've started to put up about that. And uh, <laughs> as long as they keep calling me, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you later, man. Yeah, when the telemarketers call over here, I'm just like, Domino's Pizza, how may I help you? Would you like thick cheese in your crust? So, yep, 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 yep. All right, so what are you guys' views whenever it comes to uh, a pre-knowledge or knowing uh, birth and death all at the same time of human beings? Do you have, like, some kind of setup idea how you would explain how mankind can make decisions, commit evil or good, yet at the same time God knows it all even before you're born? Yeah, I, I, you know, people, people have come to me about this, and I said it's both at the same time. It's predestination and free will both at the same time. Okay, you have, you have this predestined line up here that was created by the gods, okay? This is a predestined line. It's not going to change. It always exists. It always will be. And this is a line that the gods have created for your path, okay? Now, with your free will, though, you can tangent off of that path and create an alternate path down here, okay? You can do that. And so that is your free will kicking in and allowing you to do that because you can make a tangent off of that and create an alternate line. And and uh, that, that would be your free will doing that. Now, you can also go back up and get back onto the line predestined for you anytime you wish. But you can continue on that alternate timeline as well, if it's what you so desire. Okay. But uh, but it's both at the same time. It's predestination and free will. It's both at the same time. Uh, you know, God has a path for you, and you can choose whether to follow it or not. And as uh, simple as that, it really is. Okay, yeah, God, as far as I know, God owns it. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I was just trying out the different screens to see what kind of cool stuff I can do for everybody. But go ahead, John. Sorry about that. I mean, I believe, like I always believe, that God owns and operates the world. He, he controls the universe. There's nothing that happens on this planet without his authorization, if you want to use that term. It's authorized by God. And that's it. If, it. if it's not authorized by God, it doesn't happen. End the story. I think that one of the reasons why non-believers bring this up is I, I think that they're concerned that hypothetically if God is real or many gods, they're afraid that God might actually be controlling their movements as though God is setting them up like some kind of cosmic blackmail just for uh, uh, basically tricks and fun to be able to roast them because they were a bad toy that he already knew about type of concept. They're wondering, uh, and that's the reason why I say there's a difference between knowing things and also forcing things to happen. It's kind of like you tell someone, look, I know what will happen if you put your hand on the stove. Well, even though I know that, I'm not making you put your hand on the stove. So I think that's where the confusion lies for some of these people. I think what Vaughn said is very uh, intuitive. There, there is it's sort of like there are two timelines or two sort of channels, if you will. But at the same time, your your will. If you make God's will your will, God will make His will your. Will. Meaning, if you connect, if you hold to what God wants you to do, 
it's sort of like you're now in sync. Your life has to be in sync with what a creator wants. If it, you know, you, to have a faithful, wonderful, loving life, you have to do what God wants you to do. So if you fight against God, you're gonna you're gonna sort of you know you have turbulation. You're gonna you know right if you go if you take your boat out on the ocean and you ride against the waves, boom 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 right you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna sink you're gonna drown. But if you ride with the waves right you ride along you know you know what I'm saying not going against the grain as they say not cutting against the grain. It's much more easy because you're in sync. And that's sort of what Vaughn is, I guess that's kind of like what Vaughn is saying with the two oh, timelines, yeah. is you're, you're dropping down to this other timeline because it's, it's becoming termination. You have to get back up. Oh, and now we're on Brett's, Brett's on top, and oh, now I'm on top. There we go. I like being on top. I'm more of a top. <laughs> well, John, John you, uh, you can say pass on this, but I have to ask you. I okay. recently, in case anybody would like to see this, uh, John interviewed me over on his channel, and I think it was a really good interview. We, uh, Me and John have had a lot of things that we agree on in our views and all this. But whenever I went over there, I had not uh, talked to John for some time, so I didn't know some of his views changed. Now, John, if you don't want to talk about it, I completely understand. We can pass on this. But you have been really, really strong into the Torah and the Old Testament and Judaism for quite a few years at this point, making podcasts and shows. But now you're claiming to be Muslim. You know how the atheists are out there. They're like, oh, Brett's going to probably change into a Muslim too or, you know, whatever kind of thing. So what what caused the change, if you don't mind me asking? You can say pass if you want. You, you, you just got to live your life. I got to do what's right for me. And I got to do what, what I find to be right with what my walk and path with the creator is. Right? We all have a unique path to play in the world. I don't, I don't. I, don't, I think my even though my wife would agree, we're not carbon copies of each other. We're unique snowflakes, as they say. We're all unique. We're all different. And I'm just trying to walk the best walk that I can walk. Right? Say that oh, I absolutely agree with that. And you I know what I'm that trying for, to say? Oh, yeah, okay. I, I did the For years, you're trying to find the truth, and everybody's trying to find that, that content place for themselves. And I get it. We all go through growing pains. My curiosity is, what is the spark, though? Because you were heavily committed into this. If tomorrow I decided to become like some kind of a, become like an Aaron Raw and worship the devil and drink baby heads and stuff, people are going to say, but Brett, what the hell happened, man? What did you, were you dropped in your head? Did you have a Paul moment? So, John, what, what, how did you go from Jew to uh, Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a Paul moment. I got kicked off my donkey. No, yeah, you know, look. I came to the realization that I got to do the right choice. I got to, I got to, God is good to me and I got to do what God, I got to, I got to be right with God. If, you know, that the Christian term, yeah, you got to get right with God. And so I got to get right with God. I got to repent. I got to get better. And and so Islam fine is, is that channel for me, you know, God is good. And, and that's just the answer. There's, there's nothing to it. There's nothing special. Um, you know, and Islam is, it teaches us the very, very same thing in Judaism. There's one God, there's angels, there's the holy books and the prophets, and you, you got to submit yourself and give charity. And, and that's, those are good things. And we have to keep on the good path. 
Now, I I know that this is going to shock some people out there, but I have looked at the Quran in the past. And as far as I'm concerned, it seems as though it shares a lot, a great deal of the same prophets, the same experiences, the same stories. There's definitely a, a couple uh, differences, not so much similarities. But when you were getting into the Jewish position, you kind of had this idea you said, I don't need, uh, I, I don't need any kind of forgiveness. I don't need any kind of change or anything like that. God accepts me just for who I am. But now you're saying I needed to make changes. I needed to make better choices. What, what sparked this? Obviously you not, you didn't just change belief, but you changed philosophy. Hope you, you don't mind as long as you're talking about this anyway. People are going to go over to your channel and they're going to want to find out what you're all about there, fella. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think he might have got hypnotized by the television or something. No, no. The, the the wife was chewing my ear off for a second. No, I'm listening to you, Brett. No, it, it's it, – no. Also in Judaism, you have to get right. You can't – you can't. Yes, you got to be who you are, and you got to be who God makes you who, who you be. Vaughn has to be Vaughn. I have to be me, and, and Brett, you have to be you. But it doesn't mean we can't be better John. We can't be a better Brett. We can't be a better Vaughn. We can all. We can always improve. Whether you're Jew, Christian, or Muslim, I think we can all agree that you can't be who you were yesterday because that's going. You have to get better. You you have to you know for something more in life and on level as my as my wife likes to call it upgrading it's like you know you went from elementary school to high school islam is like going to uh university right that's how you say so you know now i'm, I'm no longer a, a, a little kinderloch uh, you know uh in, in baby school i'm i'm in college well how about how about this i guess this would be the biggest thing that everybody would wonder Islam is, ladies and gentlemen, for those out there that don't know, it is a part of the Abrahamic faith. There's no getting around it, whether Christians like that or not, or Jews. It is a part of the system. And I know Vaughn's got a lot of things he would love to throw out there, and he probably will. But the question is, I guess the thing that will really be big for everybody is, is the same God of Judaism that you worship the same God of Islam? Or is there some kind of change here? I've always, you know, my wife and I talked about this, and it's it's difficult for me to answer that. No, it's not. I don't, I, I don't know the true answer to that. I can't, I can't, I don't know. That's a, is the God of the Bible the same God of, of, yeah, of the Quran? But the practice. The practice is different. The rules are totally before it was old, and old rules now many rules they change like alcohol before you Jews still have alcohol even this called kosher alcohol but muslim they don't drink alcohol why the christian eat the pork muslim or even jews not eat pork islam is getting better and better and the final rules the old books has rules but the people change but the god said this is the last book and you everybody has to be stay in the one the last that and I will question or answer in the judgment day from last book. What the time the prophets and the people that time is okay because they followed that the prophets that time that Jesus mm -hmm. and then the Moses. Moses. That time the people was okay because they was following. Then after when the last prophet came, everything 
change, many things change, but the same God, same prophet, we have a following every each single thing, and we believe, we don't deny anything. I don't, I don't know if you can hear the wife, she's kind of on, on the other side of the room, but she's saying I can basically... Hear her. I, I can hear her and make out her words, let her know that, but I would suggest that you two get two separate microphones and plug it through OBS or whatever your program is, that way she can come out even more clear. She sounds right. very intelligent. She's got a lot of input, John. I would love for you guys to be able to do kind of a two thing on uh, the show. You know, I, I would. Wish, I well, wish that I could have the wife on on the show visually, but unfortunately, the people, Brett, you know, Vaughn knows. We all know that the, the, even the people you have people in the audience right now, people like Blue, you have people like that, uh, Pippi. They're terrorists. They're they're they they hurt people. And, and you know what they oh, did to your Oh, I completely understand. I wouldn't right. trust to put my I, damn cat on video with these people. They're sick. Right. For sure. They, they would, I, I get that. I'm sure, I, I'm yeah. sure that she's a beautiful person and all that. Yeah. But she would. She would get wrecked because these people are evil to the, the core. And they will. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they don't I, care. I have still, someone who was considered a friend. I thought I was my friend. And last night, I'm, I'm trying to sleep. And he put me on blast all over the internet, Facebook, Instagoy, all these different websites, and he's really? and he's and he's destroying me. Yeah, my a good friend that I thought was on my side, and he's it hurts me. You know, it hurts when when someone you find even you know, I can I, I can understand this, the trolls on the internet hurting me. I don't care right. about that. They don't pay my right. bills. When my good friend, someone they call. Your, your 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 own your own harusa your own study buddy your own bu your own friend your family hurts you stabs you in the back it's like it takes a lot out of me Brett it yeah. takes a lot out of yeah. me yeah so you, you expect the depravity from the the human race in the world out there it's one of the reasons why we even make the kind of videos we do but I'm afraid you got somebody recording you now I I hope that things. were you having a dream while you were sleeping you weren't holding the ding dong or anything like that I mean they just got you while you were snoring huh no I just one day I just I decided I decided the better thing the better thing to do is not being stubborn and and get on with my life I met a good woman. I, I have a house now. I have a. I want to have a family. I have a wife. I have a good job. I I got a lot for me. So why ruin that? But you know why why give God the finger, right? If God's giving me blessings, I have to I have to channel those blessings, right? Right. This is a cup, right? And it's empty, right? And I can put I can put the bless. I say this iced tea is blessings. So this is me. I can I can accept the blessings. Right, and I can have a cup full of iced tea, a cup full of blessings. But if I'm clogged as a human being, I'm, and God is giving me blessings, but I'm clogged, it's it's just going to overflow. It's not going to get into the cup. So I just, you know, I want to make myself a holy vessel to be able to channel God's blessing. If the metaphor works out, I don't know if anyone can understand the metaphor I'm making. And just that's that. That's that. That's that's the end of the ball. So, you know, if people can make fun of it, people can put me down for it. I don't care, but I want to live my own life and I love my life and I love my wife and I love I think my... it's the most important to build up and stand front right. of the God, don't the people, because people are always not judged as well. We right. People can judge me. Right. It's not at the, the end of the day when I stand before God. Right. Right. What matters is what when I stand before God. I could stand in front of Joe Schmo. He can't do nothing to me. 
like he can Moses, he can be, he can kill me like Moses Jesus right, right. example how hard from the people right even they were they was on the right path that time. and then how the people try to like a pharaoh and the when the Jesus Christ there what happened with them it's the same thing when you are in the right path even whatever the people do this is their problem with the god mm. not for with you at right today. right and if you are the taking a pain from the people but you are right way god will always help you and protect you Amen. and even and god forbid if we die at least we are in the in the good way to die with respectfully from the god side even not from the people always satisfied how the god wants us to be alive mm. yep there you go there's the answer and i and i and and, and <clears throat> excuse me i just say and i don't have no problems with what von believes you know von's a, a polytheist and von and, and christian and, and you're a christian bread and i don't have a problem with you you're good people you 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 don't you never hurt me you never done anything wrong you never took a shit in my cheerios never going to have, had not once Von, not once have Von backstabbed me. My, my own friend <laughs> stabs me behind my own back, right? So I, so that's the truth. That's the bottom line. Well, I, I think the John, I, I'm t- uh, totally accepting of all this. As you know, I'm open minded towards pagan views, Islamic views, uh, Judaism views, the whole nine yards. But I, I don't know if you've ever had an in-depth conversation with Von on his views. If I remember correctly. And I'm not Vaughn trying to start trouble. You know we're all here to love. But, Vaughn, you believe that the god of Islam is a, a demon, though, right? Yes. Well, the archaeological evidence shows that uh, the uh, a pre- the predecessor <coughs> is a demon from ancient Mesopotamia by the name of Hubal. Okay. And we have we have the little statues and we have, uh, you know, we have the documentation, uh, carvings in stone, carvings even on cave walls, believe it or not. Uh, but we have tons and tons of archaeological evidence that suggests that uh, the god Allah is actually a demon from Mesopotamia by the name of Ubal. But people and, say uh, that. Nice guy. Um, but the people say that about Yahweh. People say that about Yahweh. Well, well actually, people. yeah, they do. They say that Moloch and, and Moloch and, and Jehovah are the same person. And Moloch, as we know, uh, he liked to drink baby's blood. So, I mean, you know, he, he wasn't right. a good guy either. He was he was from ancient Sumer. You know, you had Moloch, who was from ancient Sumer. You had Hubal, who was from ancient Mesopotamia. And neither one of them were good guys. They were, they, you know, they, they uh, were into baby sacrifice and drinking blood and, and um, you know, the killing of innocent and all that. And um, it wasn't, it wasn't like, a good Like thing, me personally, you know? I don't know whether or not there was a Saudi Arabian like a lot of people say there's archaeological evidence to prove that there's uh, there was a Saudi Arabian moon god named Allah but the, but the mm-hmm. the arabs will will say well that's just you know in in our language Allah just means god so they they're calling this the 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 statue but god name has uh, Allah is the god name. right god's name but they say that it's the yeah, about Yahweh but the bible has the name Yahweh and and and, and all right. Mesopotamia, but they were statues we, we, of Allah. 
statues? Yeah, but we, John, we, can, we can get more into the whole the, this and that if you guys want to. But I do have an interesting question for you. And I know the audience out there is going to go, oh, oh, where are we going with this? Let me throw a question at you and then we can get back into all that other stuff. I'm probably going to okay. have a smoke and let you guys discuss it. Let you guys take over the show. My question mm-hmm. for you is this. Now, Vaughn, your motto is, you said this earlier, you said it's to punish evil. And I'm totally for that. I'm like, yeah, that's Punisher style. That's the way you do. And I know damn well that John's all about evil being punished too. He does not think that there should be depravity and wrong. Hopefully he's paying attention when I get my question. That way I don't have to do it twice. Ah, it looks like he's busy over there. We're going to try this. (laughs) So Vaughn, let's say you and John are commanded. And you both know that it is the true God that is telling you to do this. Or who cares? It could be one of them, all right? He says, look, you know that tribe over there? They kill people. They rape people. They do horrible things. They're just awful. And you know they're evil. John knows they're evil. You're absolutely convinced these people are not redeemable. Right, right. So you do as God tells you to do. You go into that small tribe and you wipe out the people. But something happens when you get in there. After you've wiped out all the deserving evil people, you find out there's younglings. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of them. You are limited in your resources. You don't have that much food. You don't have all kinds of clothing. You don't have a lot of resources. What are you going to do? And you can come up with any hypothetical you want on what you would try to do in this position. Yeah, that's a good question, Brett. And the answer is, I, I have no idea, dude, because obviously I wouldn't want innocent life to be taken. Um, so I don't know what I'd do in that case. Um, now, I, I, Vaughn, probably... I know that you're a good person. Before you guys even suggest, if one of the options is, well, I'd like to try to adopt them and build my own little army. You do know <laughs> at some point in time, the little people are going to grow up. And you're going to say, ah, I had to do my Punisher routine. And some people got clicked. You know, mm-hmm. how are the kids going to react? The Bible says that when you kill tyrants, their little ones grow up seeking revenge. And you know yeah, that. That's true. That's so true. what do you do? Well, like I said, in my, in my case, what I would probably do uh, is probably try to make them as, as uh, try to make them as comfortable as I possibly can. Or try to get them to uh, a town or something. Because now, you know, it, while it's true that it's possible that uh, that the children of tyrants seek revenge, because I've heard that phrase, too. But I um, mean, it's also equally true that maybe they wouldn't care. Uh, maybe, may, you know, children do tend to rebel. Uh, it very well could be, hey, you know, they find out that their daddy and mommy uh, were eating the flesh and drinking bon, the blood. Bon, John can't even go to sleep without his buddies filming him. So imagine what would happen <laughs> if you've got a thousand young people, you killed their parents, you're right. sleeping in your little canopy or tent, you're mm-hmm. asleep, they're they're fixing stone knives for you, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? <laughs> I just want to go. I, I gotta get. I gotta get some sleep. It's been a long day for me, but I just want to say real quick. I think. I think people suck. Actually, I think people suck. I think when you learn about Napoleon, and you learn about him, and he fought against the the the, the tyrants, the kings of France, and he was and he be, made France a republic. But what happened after he became president of France? He made himself a dictator, an emperor, and he conquered Europe. Right. Mm-hmm. What happened yeah. when George Washington 
He liberated, he fought again. Watch out, honey, you're going to get on camera. My baby, baby, not now. Once, once. Oh, my goodness. I am so jealous. I just looked in the background and I noticed that somebody's got a pool. Oh, yeah. I don't my, have my, a pool. My, uh, my tub ain't even big enough to uh, hold my aquatic <laughs> ass, and this man's got a pool. So, 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 and then what? And we, let's study George Washington. He fought against the English to liberate America, and he and he killed people. Why? Because they were overtaxing the American people, right? They were overtaxing us. We're, we don't want a detax anymore. We don't want this tax anymore. Kill the English. And then what did he do? As soon as he became president. When, when the people of Pennsylvania said, we don't want to pay a tax on the whiskey, look up the whiskey rebellions. They said, we don't want to pay the tax on whiskey. George Washington sent men to kill them. So he did the same thing the English did. That, that, so you know what? When it comes down to it, people suck. People believe in one thing, and then when, once, they get it, when, once they get what they want, they change. They become the scumbag that they fought against. Napoleon, as much as a good guy he was, and he gave France liberty, he became a tyrant, and he sent men off to die, and he ruined France. George Washington was a good guy, and he liberated America from the tyrants, but then he became a scumbag tyrant himself later on in life. I mean, it, it's it's just it, it's what it is, Brett. I I can't, you know, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's my pull in the background. Isn't that a sexy pull? I wish that was real. Yeah, I'm gonna go an incredible. Look at that pool, man. He says, yeah, <laughs> God's been blessing me a little bit. I got a pool, a new cow. Oh, yeah. I'm doing all right. Man, look <laughs> at that. Where's the hot tub? You got one over in the corner, too? I got a big, beautiful pool. I got a, I got a beautiful wife, and now I'm going to have a go to sleep in my big, beautiful bed, Brett. So I'm going to take care. I love you, Brett. God bless and only good things. All right, buddy? All right, man. You have a good one. We'll talk later about all that kind of stuff. It's oh, shit. Time. It is 10 o'clock. I'm glad you came in. Bonner, you want to take off from me? Well, well? Yeah, instead, I didn't realize it was it was 10 o'clock. But, yeah, it, it's 10 o'clock. I need, to, I need to get a few things done before I go to sleep. So, so yeah, it's, it's 10 o'clock. I didn't realize it was. I thought it was like 8 or 9. It's like, damn, time went by quick. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I do. I need to get some things done. Well, Vaughn, you uh, have a good one. And. You did really good. There were some people out there who decided to be nasty little turd burglars, but you did right. well. You said, you know what, the hell with them. I got important things right. in my life right. to talk about. Right. Great. Uh, before and I, I go, hope before, you continue up doing that. Yeah, before but, I go, John, did I show you my, my latest RC aircraft I'm working on? Unfortunately, John took off, but you can tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, uh, no, I, say, I thought I said Brett. Did I say Brett or John? I'm sorry. John, unfortunately, has taken off. I think right. he's going to go jump in the pool. Yeah, he's jumping in the pool. But I want to show you my airplane. Did I did I mention it to you at all, the RC aircraft I'm working on? Show me what you got there, sir. Okay. Hang on. Let me grab it real quick. Oh, boy, you got to learn how to move that microphone over. You're going to trip over it. Oh, he's got a little dove on it. That's pretty cool. Uh, folks, I don't mind having conversations with folks, but I, when I open these up, I'm opening up my chat so we can have philosophical discussions, not arguments and fights and all that kind of stuff. People can be passionate, but I don't like personal ad hums. So there we go. Oh, nice! You made that? Yeah, yeah, I made this, dude. I ain't got the I ain't got the prop attached yet. 
but uh yeah yeah pretty cool huh that is cool I'm wow try and, uh, gonna try and get her wired up uh hopefully here pretty soon get it flying uh, now wait got- a minute this isn't just a model you're actually making a remote control plane yeah see the engine, see the engine? wow yeah. that is neat yeah yeah this thing's gonna fly hopefully <laughs> You know, I you know the trolls are like, oh, it's going to crash. I said, I don't care. You know, if I get if all I get is a five minute flight out of it, I'll be happy. You know, but well, that's but, uh, neat. Just, it doesn't matter if it crashes or not. It's the right. fact that you took the time to create something beautiful, and you're going to see if it works. There you go. Exactly. exactly. It's a shame the trolls can't understand that. But see, the trolls are inherently evil, so they can't understand anything like that anyway. But um, but yeah. But yep, uh, French Newport 11 Beeb, Beeb or Babe, however they call it uh, in France. In French, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, not all that fluent in French, although I've been speaking a lot of it lately for some strange reason. But, uh, but yeah, uh, French Newport 11, Air, World War One aircraft, back when men were real men, and not, uh, not uh, weird like they are today. Anyway. Uh, Vaughn, but, yeah, I'll tell you know. what, I like the airplane, but I'm looking at that chair, too, and I'm thinking, man, that would be great on my back. What's that? Hey, uh, if anybody out there wants to support me, you can send some money to PayPal so I can get me one of them cool chairs Vaughn Helton has. Oh, I'll do dude, more videos I, hey. I'm sitting up. That looks comfortable, Vaughn. That looks I, I had I had no choice. I was throwing my um, I throw my back out, so <laughs> I was getting I would you know I I I had this uh, chair. It was a regular office chair. It didn't have no lumbar support on it. And uh, come to find out, uh, it, it threw my back out and gave me severe muscle spasms. So, you know, the doctor's like, you have to have lumbar support. You don't get a choice. You have to have See, lumbar I've, support. I've had back issues on my life, on, but when I started making YouTube videos, as you know, I originally started out setting up and making videos and people mm-hmm. like that. But, dude, after I got done making like a 20-minute video or even longer than that, and I'd go to sit up, my ass cheeks were asleep, my spine felt like it was coming out my homo rectus. Mm-hmm. It was just terrible. So, yeah. I'm telling, and you, also, I'm telling you that the office chair is what did it, and the doctor said the office chair was what did it. I did a video on it. It's on BitChute called The Chair. I mean, my video is out there for anybody to go see. It's over on BitChute. But yeah, the chair, the chair is what did it, man. The chair, and I, I even found some articles on the internet and read those in the video. Uh, the chair, if you don't have a chair with lumbar support, man, you're, you're going to hurt your back. You're going to throw your back out, man, because that's what I did to mine. I threw my yeah. back out and uh, started getting severe muscle spasms. And this, like I said, this has all been confirmed by a doctor. Okay. Uh, it's, it really sucks. But uh, well, I'll tell you what, weird. anybody out there, if you'd like to see me doing videos where I'm sitting up with the light on and all that, not in the dark like a creepy stalker, you can donate some money to me. I'll get me a chair. Right now, I can't afford that. I got all kinds of other bills I got to worry about. Well, Vaughn, it was nice talking to you. We're going on two hours, seven minutes. I will open up some more stuff. I Make sure you are subscribed to the channel so you can see the scheduled videos and hit right. reminder on them, all that good stuff. Well, unfortunately, I can't because I'm banned on YouTube, remember? <laughs> oh, well, I'll post them on Gab and Facebook and yeah, all that. Are you on Gab Facebook? And I can find them, yeah. Okay, I'll post it that way. Hey, dumbass blue, I have my own money, my daddy's money. You're a moron. I didn't need Oof, Jerry's money. Rough. Jerry's money was spent on Jerry, you fucking domestic terrorist.